Welcome to Good Enough with the Trauma Therapist, a podcast dedicated to empowering you to take control of your life, learning valuable strategies for healing and looking at mental health through a trauma-informed lens. Get ready to feel empowered and confident in managing your symptoms. And now, here is your host, licensed clinical social worker, EMDR therapist, and certified clinical trauma professional, Jamie Vollmuller. Welcome to Good Enough. I am your host, Jamie Vollmuller. So excited to talk to you guys today. Today, we're going to be talking about communication styles, something that's been really important to me, both as a mother and as a boss, is just learning what communication styles work best for people to understand what's expected of them and feel heard, you know, because both are very important. And there's lots of studies that show if we look at like workplaces, right? A lot of people would rather work for a boss who's a total a-hole versus someone who is not direct in their communication because at least they know what the expectations are, right? But they all still hate that boss. But it is better than being wishy-washy in our communication. But really the most ideal boss is someone who is both direct in their communication as well as empathic and understanding of the other person's perspective. So this is something that a lot of my clients struggle with, not just in the workplace, but also in their home lives, right? Or in their interpersonal relationships. And from what I've gathered, a lot of people struggle to directly communicate problems, especially if they know that it's going to upset the other person. Right. If they know it's going to upset the other person, then they're they're more likely to just be like, oh, it's not that big of a deal and just push it down, push it down, push it down. Or it might be that, you know, they feel like they have tried and it doesn't work. So they just yes the person to death and then do something else, which is also, you know, not a great communication style. It's kind of manipulative and insecure, but and it doesn't help the person improve their behavior. So when we're looking at how we improve our relationships, right, it's really it comes down to our communication. If anything is going to improve, the other person needs to know what's wrong. And that's really important when we think about our kids, when we think about our parents, our significant others that we're struggling with. You know, we really got to reflect and see, am I doing a good job at communicating what isn't working clearly? You know, I have a lot of clients who will say that they're upset about something, but then you know, change the topic and praise them on other things. So, you know, their partner or their kid might not think that that's that big of a deal. But what happens with all of these clients is then we wind up exploding, right? Like you can only push things down for so long and then we wind up being the obnoxious aggressive that is yelling and screaming and shoving our points on other people's throats. Uh, and that's never well received either, even if they understand it's expected of them. They're less likely to do it And if they do do it, they're going to do it from a place of resentment, right? And what I really love helping clients to do is learn that you can be direct in your communication. You can tell people what you need. You can tell people what's not going right and still be kind. That doesn't have to be mean. Um, And I wanted to give you guys some examples of that today. So for example, as a boss, I have to do this quite a bit. And when I first started out, it was really, really hard for me because I am a people pleaser, as you guys know. 
And I did worry that I was going to upset people or I was going to come off too aggressive or come off as uncaring. And in the beginning of running my company, I made a lot of mistakes and ignored a lot of things that I really shouldn't have ignored because it it wasn't just a a hindrance to me. What I learned through that process, it, it actually set my employees up for failure because if I was pacifying them and saying like, oh, it's fine or downplaying their mistakes, they didn't know that they were supposed to fix those. So they couldn't work on it. They couldn't improve. And eventually, you know, things would not work out. And I think that, you know, a lot of bosses make that mistake well-intentioned because they don't want to hurt people. But I think we also do that in our families, right? Like we pacify for our kids. I I know so many parents who pacify for their kids or their spouse because they don't want to hurt them or they're going through too much stress or they have anxiety right now or any anything that's bothering them, like they love the people that are around them and they want to protect them. They don't want to make them feel bad. But when we're not telling them the things that they're doing that are contributing to them, like continually making mistakes, then they also can't improve. And, you know, that's really, it starts to erode your relationships, especially if, you know, they're violating your boundaries or making you feel uncomfortable. I have clients that, that the easiest ones that, that usually get cut off are friends. Like if you have friends that say things that make you feel uncomfortable and you know that they don't mean it that way. Like maybe you have a friend who says some off color things, but you know that like deep down they're a good person, whatever, and you just try to brush it off. But if it happens over and over again and it really starts to start triggering you, if you don't confront them, what's likely to happen is you just stop associating with that person. Whereas if you sat down with them and said, hey, some of these comments you're making are really off-putting, like they make me feel uncomfortable, like they're really, whether they're racist or uh, sexist or whatever is making you uncomfortable about it, if you tell them and explain to them, like when you say this, it makes me feel this way. And you know, I know that's not your intention, but if you could just watch that around me, I'd appreciate it. People care about you. They're going to try to correct it. But if they don't know that they're upsetting you, they can't. And I think that's really important for everyone to understand because so often in our lives, we personalize what other people do, right? You know, your boss is a jerk and your your spouse is a jerk and no one cares and blah, blah, blah. But like, as a therapist, what I've seen, because it's really my job to try to look at the whole picture and try to help put the pieces together to see like what's not working right in the system, right? And every relationship, every family is a system um, with, with you know, interworking parts. And if things aren't working, you know, it's usually down to communication. And if we just communicate more clearly what we need, what we want, how other people can help while still, you know, giving them credit and not personalizing it. Gave the example the other day of like, if my husband, back when he was in PA school, he would work and well, he didn't work in PA school, but he would do his uh, schooling, which is 40 hours a week and then come home and study and had, had a lot on his plate. It's very intensive program. And, you know, I think we survived it because I had said to him, honey, I know that, you know, you're not trying to ignore me or make me feel pushed aside. You have a lot of things going on, but it's really important to me that we at least see each other once a week. So we meet date night on Saturdays. Now, 
if I was being, you know, as they call it, ruinously empathic and just, you know, ate my feelings and tell him how I felt because I knew that's not how he meant it, that would eventually started to erode our relationship because I would have continued to feel pushed aside because I would have continued to feel distanced from him and that that it's not going to improve if we don't talk about it. But having that direct communication of saying like, hey, I know this isn't your intention and I know you got a lot of stuff on your plate, but this one solution would really help me. Or if you have any ideas, like I'm open to them, allowed us to resolve it and for me not to feel you know, so abandoned in that moment. It was still hard with him, you know, because we have always lived together. Um, we were around each other 24-7. So it was still a, a hard couple of years, but it it wasn't as hard as it would have been had I not had those direct and honest conversations. And a lot of the times I hear from my clients, well, my partner should just know. They should just know what I think. They should know me. They should know how I feel. They should just do all these things because they know how I am and they've been with me forever. Or my family should feel that way. Or my mother or my sister, like they've known me forever, right? But they don't. And maybe they're just caught up in their own stuff, guys. That's really what I find. Anytime I've ever like confronted anyone on something that they were doing that was upsetting to me or an action they took that made me feel some type of way. It wasn't because they were against me or anything like that. It was because they were too caught up in their own stuff to know what they, how what they were doing was affecting me. And I think it's really important for us to, before we address a situation or make a judgment on something, look at the whole picture, see what's going on with that person, what else could be contributing to it, and try to find solutions and ways that we can communicate that might make it better. And even if you don't have a a solution, just communicating about like, hey, this is coming up for me and this is how it makes me feel. And I know it's not intentional. How can we solve this together? It's a really effective strategy. Thank you for listening to Good Enough with a Trauma Therapist. This is your host, Jamie Vollmuller. If you live in the states of New York or Missouri, we'd love to work with you. New Yorkers, give us a call at Long Island EMDR at 631-503-1539 or visit our website at liemdr.com. And for those of you living in Missouri, please call Brave Counseling and Psychiatry at 573-825-6441. Visit brave-mo.com. Welcome back to Good Enough. Today, we've been talking about communication styles and what really makes for effective communication. So if you missed us before the break, the two things that really make for very effective communication is communicating directly what you need, as well as with empathy. So not just saying, you know, your work is terrible or, you know, you are... (laughs) Not calling names that like, because that's aggressive, right? Like that's direct, but it's aggressive. We want to communicate with empathy. So if we have a child who is struggling with procrastination and not getting their schoolwork done on time, communicating with them directly of like, hey, I've noticed that procrastination is an issue with you. And I've noticed that it's affecting your work in these ways. And I know that you're really, really smart and you're more capable than this. So what are some solutions we can come up with together, kiddo? How can we help you stay more on top of your work and not procrastinate because I see that it makes you so stressed, right? And how do we help you so that 
we don't leave everything to the last minute and we prevent this. And, you know, maybe when their essay is due, it's not the time to have that conversation, guys. <laughs> it's really not the time to have that conversation. But after the fact, we do want to address that. And that's also something in our communication too. Sometimes like as parents or friends, like things will trigger us and we find the need to address them right away. Right away isn't always best, especially, you know, you got to read the room, right? If that person is really escalated or you're really escalated, that's probably not going to be the best time to have a sit down conversation. If you want it to be really effective communication where you're actually problem solving and getting solutions, if you want to just, you know, rant, yell and scream and let them know that they're terrible, go for it. But I find that does very little to change most people's behavior. So communicating directly is only one part. It's also with the empathy and, you know, being conscious about your timing, right? Like we don't want to have that conversation about your procrastinator when your kid is stressing out that they have two two hours to get an essay due. <laughs> it's not a good time. It's not going to go well. You're wasting time that they need to do that essay. So in that situation, you help them do the essay. And then when you're done or the next day, like after they take a breath, then you have a conversation about like, hey, how do we avoid this in the future? right? Like, I know you don't want to put me through this. I know you don't want to put you through this. I know you don't want to feel that way. Like, that's the empathy part, guys. And that that is something that our kids really need from us as parents. I think it's just something that as humans, not even just kids, like adults need that in general, right? Like, as a boss, I always try to communicate with empathy. When I give feedback to my staff, I really try to give like very specific feedback of like exactly what they're doing well, exactly what is not working, right? Not just like, oh, you're amazing, but all this stuff is wrong because that just comes across as ingenuine. We want to try to do the same with our kids, right? Like, hey, bud, like you're really great at math, but I know that you struggle with reading. So why don't we tackle reading first and then we'll do math after, you know, like being praising them. Also, we need to make sure that we're praising in a way that is meaningful, Right. Because telling someone you're awesome feels very, if someone gives you a compliment and says, Oh, you look pretty today, um, feels good, but it feels better. It's like, Oh, I really love how you did your makeup or like your eyelashes are really popping. Or like when someone gives you like specific details, it feels more true. Right. And that's the same thing when we are giving feedback to our kids. The more detailed you can be, the more they know how to do more of that right thing right? Like telling your kid good job today is great, but they don't know what they did a good job on. Like if you gave specific feedback of like, hey, really love how organized you were with your homework when you came home, how we got right to it. It's so great that we got to get that out of the way so we could have so much more fun today. It gives them a lot much more context to know exactly what they were doing, right? So they are more likely to do that behavior, right? Something for us to consider as parents. In our communication styles, there are studies that show that we correct our kids. I think I've said this before, like eight times in a day, and we don't praise them nearly that many times. So again, we go back to that timing. Is this worth is this worth having the conversation? And should the conversation happen right now? Right. As well as making sure in our communication style that we're also praising and we're not personalizing. We're being understanding. I work with so many parents who are like, how to, how, why would my child do this to me? Right. And I understand that feeling and I felt it. I've even said it to myself from time to time. So no judgment there, but our kids aren't trying to do anything to us. 
They're not. They're kids. They're in their own little bubble heads and their problems are the biggest problems they can ever imagine. And, you know, they don't understand the problems that you're dealing with and they don't understand the consequences of their actions quite yet. And that stinks. And they do need to learn them and we do need to sit with them and tell them how their actions are impacting the family or what could happen if they do A, B, and C. That is really, really important. But anytime we're approaching anyone where we feel like they're doing something deliberately to hurt us and we take that approach, the conversation is always going to be 20 times harder and likely much less productive than if we take the approach of like, hey, what's going on with you that you're acting out like this? Like, what's going on with you that you would say these things about about me or about you or do these kind of behaviors because that's not like you and that's not how I raised you. You know, that's a very different conversation. It's like, you know, you're a kind kid and I'll say things like that to my kids and they're little. I'll say, you know, why are you being mean? Like, you know, the Michael I know is kind and sweet and caring. Like what's going on that has you acting like this? Because I know that's not you. Right. So it also is communicating to them that I don't think you're bad. It's that this behavior is bad. And I think that's the the struggle that most people have with communicating directly is we don't do it until we're we're like, well, now is enough's enough. But we want to communicate directly before we get to the point that enough's enough so people can learn and we don't have to deal with the chronic stress and get to the point that we're yelling because none of us want to be yelling. No one want to make no one wants to be yelling at their kid. No parent that I worked with that yells at their kid feels good about it. They always feel absolutely terrible. You know, I always feel absolutely terrible anytime I ever yell at my kids. It's not how we want to be. So the things that we can do to work on that is being proactive and starting with like when you see them acting out, when you see your family doing things that are upsetting to you, right? Like having a compassionate conversation about like, hey, I don't know if you realize, but these things really bother me when you do them and this is why and this is what comes up for me or I know that this is your belief system because of X, Y, and Z, but it's really triggering for me when you talk about this kind of stuff. So maybe we can just like put that topic off the table for us. You know, there are ways to set some appropriate boundaries before we get to our breaking point with people and it really does help guys to strengthen relationships when you learn how to communicate more effectively. And a lot of effective communication really comes down to body regulation. Because it's not that the people I work with don't know that they shouldn't be yelling and screaming. And they they know, they know that this is an appropriate way to act. That's why they're in therapy, right? It's that the the feelings that are coming up for them, the triggers that are happening, they feel them so strongly in their bodies that it is very difficult for them to react from their logical brain, right? And having those conversations is so anxiety provoking that even though they know that they need to happen, they'll put them off. And that's what we work on. We work on self-confidence. We work on managing anxiety, learning how to regulate our nervous system so that when our heart's beating out of our chest or it feels like our skin is crawling, that we can bring ourselves back down to a calm body. Um, because it's really only in a calm body that you're going to be able to communicate both with empathy and directly. Because if you're not in a calm body, it's really hard to access that logical part of your brain. And, you know, if you're not in a calm body, 
you know, we can be ruinously empathic too, guys. We can go so far to the other side that we forget about ourselves and we just get so wrapped up in the other person's emotions that we perpetuate behaviors that we know are unhealthy. So if you're struggling with communication and it's because you really struggle to feel regulated in the moment, please give our office a call. This is what we love to do is help our clients feel more regulated and in control of their lives. Thank you for listening to Good Enough with the Trauma Therapist. We appreciate you listening. While our host may provide some personal and professional advice, we want to remind you that this show is for entertainment purposes only. Each individual situation is unique and good enough is not a substitute for mental health treatment. If you need a therapist and are located in New York or Missouri, feel free to reach out to us at liendr.com or brave-mo.com. I want to remind you guys that you are good enough.